News every 15 minutes, weather every 10, and sports twice an hour. News Talk KGVO, AM 1290 and 98.3 FM. You're listening to Montana Morning with Peter Christian. Oh, don't you love it? Yeah, we got some got some hot weather on the way. Good morning, everyone. It's Montana Morning for your Tuesday, July 12th. Right now, the sky is uh, partly cloudy. Pretty sunrise this morning. Sorry you missed it. It's uh, 54 in Missoula right now. And our news, sponsored by Grizzly Hardwood. Tired of looking at your dated damage glory? Let Grizzly Hardwood transform the feel of your home. As Martha Reeves and Devandela said, it's going to be hot this week, but the National Weather Service says the heat will not be breaking any records, at least not this week. KGBO News spoke to meteorologist Trent Smith, who provided details on this week's mid-July weather. We are having a fairly significant ridge of high pressure that's going to be building over the northern Rockies um, over the next couple of days. And then that will slowly transition to kind of southwesterly flow aloft, which will keep temperatures fairly warm. Uh, we are anticipating temperatures to be in the 90s for most locations by Tuesday and uh, definitely on Wednesday for western Montana. Um, these temperatures are looking to be about 10 degrees above normal, uh, especially for Tuesday and Wednesday. Looking back on June, Smith said it was an unusually cool and wet month in western Montana. June was actually a fairly cool month. Uh, so, again, we're not accustomed or acclimated to these warm temperatures. So it could be a significant shock uh, to the system. Um, I mean, the heat like this uh, has the potential of uh, causing some issues, especially during the hottest uh, part of the day. So people should take it a little bit easier uh, during that those afternoon hours. Smith said he's expecting some thunder showers later this week. We are anticipating some monsoonal moisture trying to make its way up into the northern Rockies on uh, uh, Wednesday afternoon. Uh, we are looking at about uh, scattered thunderstorms across a good chunk of southwest Montana. Uh, again, these are going to be high-based, so very little precipitation uh, with the potential for a few uh, lightning strikes. And he said the record highs for this week are not in danger of being broken. The record for Tuesday is 105 uh, here in Missoula, and the record for Wednesday is 104. Um, so, again, we're forecasting uh, 96 here in Missoula for Tuesday and 94 for Wednesday. So it is going to be a warm one, uh, but uh, nowhere close to records. Smith said those planning to beat the heat by floating area rivers on inner tubes should be aware that local rivers are still running somewhat high and cold to make sure they're wearing life jackets. But a pleasant surprise to see gas prices begin to drop in the last couple of weeks. KGBO reached out to Patrick Dehan with Gas Buddy to find out the reasons why prices are going down. Dehan provided some inside background on the recent fallback. Prices in Montana down from about 4.93 a week ago. Today we're at about 4.88. Now you'll notice that prices are still relatively high in much of the Rocky Mountains. That still has to do with the refinery fire at ExxonMobil's refinery in Billings back in March, but the good news is that refinery is back online and supplies which had been plummeting as a result of that outage are starting to improve and that is going to push gas prices down for potentially the next week or two, maybe even longer, should the price of oil 
remain where it is today. We're down about a dollar a barrel to about $104. And as I just mentioned a few minutes ago, now it's below $100 a barrel. At one point, President Biden proposed a federal gas tax holiday. But DeHaan said that has nothing to do with the production in gas prices. Keep in mind, what you're paying at the pump today has nothing to do with Biden's request for the federal gas tax holiday, which has not been implemented. That's still something that could change. But for now, the decrease of the pumps really just a, fall, a function of falling uh, gas and oil prices uh, as oil, uh, I should say, as, as we see more concerns in the oil market of a possible economic slowdown. And that could bring along with it a slowdown in oil demand. DeHaan said consumers seem to be willing to foot the bill for expensive gas just to enjoy the summer. A lot of people have a lot of exuberance to hit the road in the summer months, and we're seeing that represented in very high gasoline demand. Uh, And that's part of the reason why prices have been so high. So, uh, you know, when you talk about uh, prices, the pump this summer, keep in mind, while prices have come down, we're not out of the woods yet. Prices could go right back up if we see a major disruption like a hurricane or a refinery outage. Uh, This is not over yet, Uh, and we could continue to see prices go up if uh, we do see any of those major issues come to light. DeHaan encouraged consumers to seek ways to save on the cost of gas, like specialized credit cards, limiting trips, and carpooling. Constitutional scholar Rob Nadelson with the Independence Institute was on TalkBack yesterday to answer questions from listeners. One caller asked about the recent Montana Supreme Court decision that struck down a portion of House Bill 102, a gun bill passed by the legislature that allowed students to carry weapons on college campuses. Nadelson said the court granted too much power to the Montana Board of Regents. The Board of Regents shall have full power, responsibility, and authority to supervise, coordinate, manage, and control the Montana University system. See, if you read that language, it appears to say that the Montana uh, the Board of Regents has absolute power over the university system is absolute and is responsible to nobody, not even the electorate, because, of course, unlike in some states, the university regents are not elected. Nadelson said the Montana Supreme Court had already addressed the issue of the Board of Regents' power. In, in 1975, the Montana Supreme Court actually dealt with this and came up with kind of a balancing test. You know, the regents can govern some things, the legislature can govern others. And so... That's really what this latest case was about. I think the, for reasons I can explain, I think that the, uh, that the court got the balancing wrong here. That this is more like a general, that the, that House Bill 102 is more like a general police power regulation that should apply uh, on university campuses. On the topic of the reversal of Roe versus Wade, Nadelson explained the furor that was evoked by the decision. He laid the cause at the feet of what he termed political operatives. For the past 50 years, Roe versus Wade has been very useful to the Democratic Party and to progressive because what they've done is they've taken the abortion issue and they've nationalized it. While you see President Biden's recent executive order on abortion, his talk about emergency powers used on abortion, discussion of a federal law codifying Roe versus Wade, and then proposals by crackpots such as Massachusetts Senator Elizabeth Warren to actually have abortion clinics in red states built on federal land within those states. Nadelson said the violent demonstrations and threats made to U.S. Supreme Court justices were intended to intimidate at least one justice to alter their vote, which did not occur. And there was apparently some hope that um, that they could get some justice on the court to flip. Remember, we talked about that last time. The way they got a justice to flip uh, on 
on the case involving the Montana Constitution back in 1972. And I think the target justice was Justice Kavanaugh. You know, can we get him to, to go along with Roberts to, to save uh, Roe versus Wade to a certain extent so we, we keep it as a national issue? Uh, obviously, that didn't work. Justice Kavanaugh stood firm. You can hear the entire conversation with Rob Nadelson by clicking the link on our website. This just in this morning, a missing endangered person advisory has been issued on behalf of the Missoula Police Department for Shane Patrick Cummins. He's a 65-year-old white man. He's missing. He's 6'2", 250 pounds. He was last seen wearing a dark blue tank top with jeans, believed to be driving a green Chevy Silverado with the license plate DFJ528. He has suffered from suicidal thoughts in the past, as well as alcoholism, and has made suicidal statements to his family uh, just last night. He was last seen leaving a residence in Missoula about 5 o'clock and may be in the Ravalli County area. If you have any information about Shane Patrick Cummins, please call 911. Our news talk time now, 613. Plenty of sunshine and hot today with our high temperatures topping out in the mid-90s. Mild tonight, overnight lows only dropping into the 60s. A southwest flow will introduce a slight chance of a couple of showers and thunderstorms Wednesday afternoon. Otherwise, remaining hot with highs staying in the 90s. We'll keep those temperatures in the upper 80s and low 90s as we head through the end of the week with a good deal of sunshine. I'm meteorologist Brooke Foster for Missoula's KECA 13, your severe weather alert station. Why, thank you, Brooke. Right now, it's a lovely morning in western Montana. Some high clouds and 54 degrees. And uh, this, uh, this this portion of Montana Morning is brought to you by Paradise Falls, where after the movie, the concert, the Paddleheads game, whatever, remember that Paradise Falls serves dinner all the way up until 11 p.m. Paradise Falls on the banks of Brooks. News talk time now, 6.15. Rocky Erickson standing by with another great sports 